4: because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones.
3: Now, let me ask you a question. As the holidays approach, will you be dealing with children or stepchildren? We all do. In my 45 years of marriage, we've dealt with his, hers, and ours. Tell me, can you imagine what it would be like to have a blended family during the holidays? It's challenging. Have you ever wanted to know how to determine where children will spend the holidays, your place or his? Would you like to learn what happens when you don't have your own children on a holiday? That's a sad thing. Now ask Let me tell you, have you ever heard of a book called The 411 on Step Parenting? Now, would you like to meet someone who has some of the answers that we're looking for today? Now, are you ready to learn how to be successful and how to deal with the holidays and how to deal with step families? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I would like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Today, I'll be introducing you to my guest. She's been a co-host on the show this year. She will provide us with information, inspiration, and some really, really great advice on step parenting. I'm pleased to announce that this show is now live on talk for media and syndicated on six networks with over 4.4 million listeners to date. We are archived 24-7 for your listening pleasure. So now it's time for you to sit back and relax as you enter the no-wine zone. Pour yourself a glass of eggnog, get some gingerbread cookies, and enjoy our show. Now let me tell you a little bit about our guest. She is a registered nurse, certified life coach, speaker trainer, and an award-winning author. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the show, Michelle Spakanas. Hi, Michelle. How are you today?
5: Hello, January. Thank you for having me back.
3: Oh, it's been a delight having you on the show as a co-host this year, and we're thrilled to have you back with us to talk about holidays. This is the month where there's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure on families.
5: Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Any mm-hmm. family, <laughs> not just a, not just step parents and it's regular families and single families and as well.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, when we were talking about doing the show, you sent me a little note about a step parent who has a particular holiday traditions from the rest of the family, especially a step-parent with no child of their own, they can feel left out of the celebration. All family traditions have force. It is vital for everyone to be considered when planning holidays. That is such a powerful statement. You know, as I said in the introduction, our family was his, hers, and ours. So I have a feel for what happens. Uh, Let's talk about How do you determine where children will spend the holidays and does this depend on what age they are? Is that how it works?
5: Well, a lot of the holiday plans are usually predetermined, you know, by either a custody agreement or a shared parental agreement, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But it, it would be nice if people have some flexibility, you know, of their options. I think kids should have a a choice, you know, in where they can spend their time. You know, a lot of families will say, well, you can wake up at my house on Christmas morning and you can go to, say, your dad's Christmas afternoon. But, you know, it would be, be nice each year if maybe you could swap off. Yeah, you know, uh, be yeah. a little fair, and, and a lot of times, you know, holidays bring about a lot of, uh, you know, difficult feelings, and now you realize more than anything else, you are, you know, divorced, and and mm-hmm. your children may or may not live with you, so you know, be be consider of the other person and of the children. Sure. Yeah. It was interesting. Uh,
3: My kids were always very jealous of their stepbrother because he would have Christmas Eve with us or Christmas morning, and then he would go to his mother's and have it all over again. So he was getting two holidays every uh, Christmas. So they all wish, you know, they could do that. But it's not an easy thing for a child to do, is it?
5: it's not because you know a lot of children have loyalty towards one parent or the other and mm-hmm. when you add a step parent into the mix you know the the child they may be happy at their mom's that morning but when they go to the dad's that afternoon you know they may have a stepmom there and they you know they may not feel as if they can even act happy because uh-huh. they feel yeah. like that they're betraying their mom if they're happy around their stepmom
3: Oh, yeah. And that's especially true because when you go to pick them up, they try not to look too happy to see you because right. they, they're, they're very sensitive. They don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You know, they're walking on a, a, a tight wire trying to just balance it. Uh, and the uh, sometimes the older it gets, the harder it gets. Um, what do you suggest... For our listeners who are dealing with a blended family this holiday season, uh, how do you get stepchildren involved and how do you navigate this difficult situation?
5: Well, like the scenario that, that you mentioned a minute ago, you know, a, a stepchild may have several different homes that they get to celebrate mm-hmm. at because not only are they celebrating at their mom's house, their dad's house, but their mom and dad also have, you know, parents. So, their uh-huh. grandparents, they also might have step-grandparents. So, you know, the biological children may think, wow, you know, we're, we're really being slighted here, <laughs> you <laughs> yes. know, they get to go to 10 different places places and here we sit, you know. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you know, be careful and try and keep the gifts Uh, at an even amount. You want to get all the children involved and make them feel like they're involved, you know, get in, let them get involved in the planning, let them get involved in the, the decorating, Um, you know, schedule a family picture, even if it's just your neighbor taking the picture, but Mm -hmm. to get everybody together to say, you know, we're a family and for them to understand that is just so important. Oh, yeah. And, you
3: know, one of the things that we did that we found just got the kids all in the same uh uh, mindset is we would always bake cookies uh, mm-hmm. when they were all together. And my husband's uh, family is Norwegian. And so the Norwegian cooking baking process is quite complex. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, it's not just rolling out some uh, sugar cookies. You know, there's right. a d- deep fryer. And and it was fun because all four of them were involved in it. Uh, and then we always had a contest to see who would get sick the first
5: the first wow. ones
3: get sick from eating the raw dough <laughs> oh
5: as <laughs> and, a nurse that's not something i want to hear
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it was an an opportunity for them to blend and it's interesting here we are you know 45 years later we're now flying to florida to bake norwegian cookies with one child we're then coming back and going to california to bake cookies with another family.
5: Right. <laughs> and
3: then we're coming back to Payson to do it again. I'm probably going to gain 20 pounds.
5: Yeah. <laughs> but what a wonderful tra- tradition that you've set. And you know, a lot of times, you know, a-, a nuclear family, they had traditions. And then now, you know, you're separated or you're divorced. and okay. And those traditions, you can't force... Those traditions anymore. You know, maybe it's time to make new traditions with your new family. Oh,
3: absolutely. And you have to adjust to that. Another thing we always did when uh, they were young is we all had matching night shirts and we danced around the Christmas tree. So now what I do is I send each family <laughs> their night shirts and we Skype. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so things, you know, when you've got. Uh, children all over the country you have to adjust now what happens when you don't have your children for the holiday what do you suggest people do to handle that because that's got to be brutal
5: well and the first thing i want to say is don't stay home and mope around feeling sorry for yourself and don't try and force false cheer you know it's time to make some new memories um get creative if, you know, if it's just you and, and your new husband or new wife, you know, go out to the, you know, holiday in a mall or, or you know, mm-hmm. somewhere where there's a big, huge Christmas tree and, and lots of festivities going on. Look for holiday events to attend. Look for shows to attend. You know, just create new memories on your own. Mm-hmm. Find yeah. new things to do.
3: You know, we were this last weekend. We live in a very small town. There's only 15,000 people and they have a parade down Main Street that we went to and it's kind of really kind of hokey. <laughs> It is definitely not the Rose Bowl parade, sure, but but it is sure a lot of fun. And even just going to, as you said, the mall has activities. Uh, Every big city has the Nutcracker Ballet, which is Mm -hmm. always a wonderful thing to do on the holidays. So it's important to create your own traditions. Don't you agree?
5: Oh, absolutely. It's just so important. You know, you can't always assume that the holidays are going to be a calm and peaceful kind of thing, especially when, you know, there's so many mixed feelings going on. But if you can just take that time, you know, when I was divorced, newly divorced, um, me and my children, we would go and, and we, you know, shop for an underprivileged child oh, together. Wow. Um, yeah. And so if, even if you don't have your children with you, you know, how heartwarming can it be to know that you're making somebody else's Christmas bright and cheerful, you know, by buying a gift? Mm-hmm. Um, recently, you know, I was, I was in a local restaurant and they had the tree and, and the recipients on the tree were uh, elderly people. Oh, and okay. one of yeah. them that I picked off was they just wanted a box of chocolate. And oh, I thought, wow, you know, how simple and sweet, but just to make someone's life so much better. So if you're by yourself on the holidays, find something to do, find someone else to cheer up, you know, go volunteer.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I have to give a plug uh for the Salvation Army at this time of year because we're bell ringers, and what a wonderful opportunity You only have to go out for two hours. we take our dog and we dress her up like Santa Claus and <laughs> we have and we have taken our grandchildren it's uh as you said, it takes your mind off uh your own concerns during right. the season, yeah well taking your mind off things we're going to hear from our sponsors (laughs) who i am very thankful for this year and we'll be right back with michelle
4: one expert one solution the book the 411 on step parenting teaches you how to create a well-blended step family the 411 on surviving teenhood helps parents and teens cope with teenage temptations teachable moments and teenage social dilemmas the books The 411 on Life Skills and Ace Your Life helps those living on their own with home and money management, personal care and safety, and much more. An award-winning, best-selling author, registered nurse, and personal growth mentor, Michelle Sfacianos will help you. Get the 411. My411books.com January's co-host Connie Cockrell, the author of Mystery at the Fair, has been writing since 2011 after a challenge from her daughter. An eclectic writer, she's written mysteries, sci-fi, fantasy, and even a thriller. She has been included in four different anthologies and published on the e-zine Everyday Fiction. Connie continues to write and entertain with whatever comes into her head. You can find her books on most ebook retail sites. Paperback editions are also available. Be sure to visit her at www.connysrandomthoughts.com, on Facebook and on Twitter at Connie Cockrell. Become the next
1: great business success story by getting free PR for your business. That's why January Jones is offering a free copy of the new audio how-to course called How to Build Your Business, Get More Email Subscribers, and Make More Money Free Doing Podcast and Internet Talk Radio Interviews. Your copy is free for the asking at realfasttalkradio.com. Again, that website is realfasttalkradio.com. Go now. Welcome
3: back to Real Fast January Jones Sharing Success Stories. I'm visiting with my guest today, Michelle Spakanis, and she is the author of the One One on Step Parenting. That's the book title. She has actually a whole book series. And later in the show we'll be giving her website information and sharing how you can get her book. Her this book would be very helpful if you are dealing with a situation with a step-family, blended family, his, hers, ours during the holidays. Or it would make a lovely gift if you know someone who is in that situation. Now, Michelle, let's talk about how you handle the holidays with extended family because it's just not that nuclear family. It's grandparents, uncles, aunts, cousins. How does that work?
5: Right, and you want to be really careful not to exclude those, oh, okay. those that extended family. You know, it, you have to remember that the divorce was not the children's fault, so the children mm-hmm. should not be penalized um, by, not, you know, be withholding them from seeing their extended families. A lot of times, the extended family does get involved.
0: You know, mm-hmm.
5: in the mm-hmm. divorce, and, and a lot yeah. of finger pointing, a lot of things said that shouldn't be said. Um, and then they forget that, you know, here are their children and they love. these extended members, you know, and -hmm. and they want to see them and spend time with them. So, a lot of times, you just got to put your feelings aside during the holidays. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas, uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Grandparents Day. I mean, everybody has their day to celebrate, and we shouldn't be withholding that time from our children. You know, and I often think it's a time that the (laughs) grown-ups
3: need need to act like (laughs) grown-ups.
5: Yes, Absolutely. (laughs)
3: And the children need to be children and they need to have the carefree, uh, unconditional love from everyone, which will help everyone feel better about themselves when all is said and done. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit more about creating new family traditions. I I, I think that's a brilliant part of your book.
5: Okay. Yeah. You know, a lot of times You may not have your children on Christmas, or you may not have your children on Thanksgiving, and those are really important um, holidays for you, especially if your ex-spouse lives out of town. Mm -hmm. You know, you you wouldn't Mm -hmm. have the option of having them in the morning and then in the afternoon or or vice versa. So, you know, when the children are home or when they get back, you know, in town, celebrate the holiday either as a different day. You know, we... (laughs) special day of the Saturday after Thanksgiving you know that's our time to celebrate and we're going to throw a party and we're going to decorate our house and we're going to you know give gifts if you want to I mean it it would just be a new holiday tradition that you could create um, because you just don't know you know days need to be celebrated and children need to understand that celebrations are good you know And, it, and they shouldn't be left out because they were out of town with one parent. You know, they mm-hmm. should be allowed to celebrate uh, with each parent, even if it is at a different time.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, our family, that's exactly how our life was because my husband uh, was an airline captain uh, for 32 years. So our holidays were when he was home. Mm-hmm. So we taught our children very early that it, it's not the day, it's the people. right yeah and you have to and it's sometimes it's hard especially when they're young but Mm -hmm. the older they get they do understand that um you know it can be a different day and and it's so important not to exclude grandparents uncles Mm -hmm. and aunts who love them because that's devastating for the grandparents to be excluded
5: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, as we discussed earlier, um, when we talked about, you know, the things that we used to do maybe as a family and we may or may not do them uh, later Mm -hmm. on, one thing that's really important is to sit the children down and, you know, of course, depending on their age of what they remember, but to mm-hmm. ask them, you know, we each used to do certain things at Christmas time or Thanksgiving. Um, what really has, you know, been important to you that, you know, maybe we need to keep that and incorporate it? Because, you know, let's face it, divorce is devastating on everybody, especially the children. Mm -hmm. So if there was a ritual or or something very important uh, type of celebration that they had you know, during Christmas or for their birthday or Thanksgiving or Mother's Day, Mm -hmm. then they should be allowed to voice that. And Mm -hmm. if it's that important to them, then as parents, you should really consider keeping that ritual. You can still build new ones together as your new family, but Mm -hmm. maybe keep that ritual too because it's important to them, you know, and you don't want the kids to think that they're not important. And their feelings are not important.
3: That's that's so true. And as you say, you always sell. Some families celebrate holidays with a certain meal. Our family danced around the Christmas tree, baked cookies, and they go to a new family and they don't do those things. And as you said, changing of rituals Mm -hmm. is difficult. But I think you're you're right on because you need to just add more rituals to your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Discover new things that you can do. Uh, letting go of how things used to be, that's difficult, isn't
5: it? It's very difficult. You know, you, even if you're in a new family and you know something was important, you know, trying to recreate all the same rituals before, you can't make it as it was. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times around, especially around Christmas. Kids get fantasies, uh, mm, yeah, like the idea of their parents getting back together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if the reality is their parents can't spend two minutes in the same room together, <laughs> you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> without making the kids run off to the nearest closet and cry, you know. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times kids do. Um, they do get those fantasies. So you got to be really careful with the kids. Um, and, you know, things weren't obviously great between the two of you before so why would you want to recreate that you Mm -hmm. you don't want to do that that's why it's so important to try and make new memories and and create new activities for the kids
3: now what about financial concerns when you're at the holidays uh who's gonna uh, some people try to buy their children you know how that goes Absolutely. (laughs)
5: Absolutely. Been there, done that. I was divorced one time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's really hard. Whether it's, you know, birthdays or holidays, um, you and your partner have to discuss expectations and the realities with the kids before the holidays. Uh-huh. Okay? okay because yeah. financial matter you know they the, the financial matters have all changed and if the kids are used to getting you know a lot of gifts you might want to let them know ahead of times you know if things have changed and and now you have to spend more money because on on different children you know, so the, the money pot maybe have shrunk, <laughs> might have shrank a little bit uh, <laughs> yeah. for each Yeah. Um, so, you know, you just want to make sure that you put those expectations out there. And again, you don't want to try and buy their love. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to make a difference in terms of if they accept you or not as a step-parent. <laughs> right. And it yeah. could easily <laughs> cause some serious resentment um, from the ex-partners.
3: Oh, absolutely. That is such a, oh, that happens all the time. We see it and uh, sometimes we've participated in it and it's not a good way to go. But... um, a good way to go is to hear from our sponsors and we're going to do that right now and when we come back with michelle i want to talk about adult stepchildren and the holiday season also coordinating gifts with the other members of the family uh, and the destructive power of expectations we'll be right back
4: are you pursuing your passion doing what you really want to do in life Do you ever feel everyone around you is succeeding leaving you behind, feeling unhappy and unsatisfied with your life. There are many ways to become successful, but getting there is half the battle. In his book, Finding Your Road to Success, How to Get There Without Getting Lost, Patrick Daniel shares tips on what it really takes to be successful. As a CPA, chartered professional accountant, author, life coach, charity founder, investor, and family man, Patrick lives success every day of his life. overcoming adversity by following your dreams the new book by tom Ingracia and jared kredemski captures the thought-provoking stories of 16 people from all walks of life who have triumphed over adversity to achieve their goals plus you'll get 10 self-assessment tools to design your own blueprint for success unlock your true potential fulfill your dreams be inspired One Door Closes is available from Amazon.com. Bud's Business Services supports Zoomers to start, grow, and exit their businesses by increasing their luck, L-U-C-K, by getting their business on their page, P-A-G-E. Roberta Budvitas is a business mentor. She has worked with several thousand business owners and influenced thousands more through books like Eat the Rhino and Who Stole My Success?, for more information, visit www.BudsBusinessServices.com. That's B-U-D-Z BusinessServices.com.
3: Welcome back. This is January Jones, Sharing Success Stories, and we're visiting with my friend and co-host this last year, Michelle Spacanis. We're talking about her book, The 411 of Step Parenting. Also, we're really going into holidays and blended families, Um, step-parents. Michelle, before we go on, could you share your website and also share with our listeners how they can get your books and how they can contact you?
5: Absolutely. My website is takeactionwithmichelle.com. Uh all of my books are sold on my website as well as Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and any major online retailer. You can contact me through my website. okay now I'm writing this down because that's a new website
3: the website it is. I- yeah, the website I'd used for you previously was my411books.com. Take action with Michelle. Be yes. sure to write that down. If you have any questions, uh, she's there for you. Now, let's talk a little bit about the fact that uh, adults stepchildren in the holidays. What are your thoughts on that?
5: Well, as an adult and when my children were small, I can tell you it was very difficult uh-huh. um, because, you know, being divorced, of course, I had the children Christmas morning, and then I would give him the children Christmas afternoon. Well, uh-huh. that morning that I had them, um, we'd have to go to my mother's. And because my mm-hmm. parents were divorced, we then had to go to my father's. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> you know, and. You know, then you have the different aunts and uncles trying to get them all coordinated at maybe one or two houses because otherwise, you know, the kids were so excited. They'd get up and they'd tear open all their gifts and want to play with them. And I'd go, "Mm, no, you can't. We have to go to so-and-so's house and -and so-and-so's house and -and so-and-so's house. And the disappointment in their face was just unreal.
2: Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm.
5: and then, of course, they'd go to their dads and the same thing would happen again. They'd get all excited and open all the gifts. So, uh-huh. you know, when you get all of these other adults in, involved because, you know, I had a new husband and, and he had a new wife and they have families, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah. you get the, uh, the, a whole new number of adults who aren't re- exactly related and have their own family ho- holiday traditions, then it's like, logistical nightmares. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. so I think it's best to just take on the attitude of the more, the merrier. And you know what? Just be an adult. Like you said before, (laughs) (laughs) let's all grow up a little bit and find ways that maybe we could all be together. It doesn't have to be in the same room of a home, but, you know, why couldn't we all congregate it at one of the aunt's house or uncle's house or, you know, just just make things easier on the kids. And I'm not saying that, you know, the the step parents and the the biological parents all have to be in the same room or or anything, but it it would be so much nicer if we could pick one place and have the children just go to that place for Christmas oh, for, or, or for two whole. places and, and have them go, you know, one or two, but not drag them all over, you know, the yeah. state during <laughs> Christmas, you know? And, and, you know, I agree totally with you
3: to find a neutral place is, uh-huh. is a great idea. Cause I remember growing up uh, in a large family and we all had Christmas Eve at my grandmother's house, which was a total neutral place. Whether people were getting divorced or fighting (laughs) or not speaking to each other and all the drama that goes with a big family, everyone seemed to get their act together at Christmas Eve at Grandma's place. And then we were all went back to our own homes for the morning. I think it's really important for kids... On Christmas morning to be in the place where they sleep, the place they consider home, the place where they have pets, I think that 's really a a big deal in my opinion
5: It is a big deal and it 's a big deal for them too, believe it or not, they may not voice it to you, and, and you know some will depending on their age. But yeah. I, I think for the younger children it's so important to keep that normalism, what's normal for them, you know, and, and then mm-hmm. if they have to you know, Christmas Eve is fine to spend with one parent, Christmas morning they should be at home.
3: I yeah, yeah. I feel strongly about that. Mm-hmm. And and I love what you write about coordinating gifts with others. And this involves communication <laughs> <laughs> which I know for some people it's impossible, but mm-hmm. if you can rise above it, I think coordinating gifts is, is a wonderful way to handle the holidays.
5: Yeah, you know, you want to encourage your partner. We, you don't want to one up the ex partner. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just because, you know, your income may be a little better than, than your ex partner, you know, don't show it in gifts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at least not at the holidays. If you want to take an extra trip here and there and, and, you know, splurge a little bit with the kids, that's great. But at holidays, you don't, again, you don't want to try and buy their love. It's not fair. Mm
3: -hmm. It's really not fair. Yeah. And you also write about the destructive power of expectations. Could you share Mm -hmm. your thoughts on that, Michelle?
5: Yeah. You know, again, we don't, we can't expect everything to happen as it did, when we were a nuclear family, if it would have worked out, we wouldn't be divorced. Yeah. You know, (laughs) we, we've got to make sure that we don't find ourselves back with those feelings of disappointment and pain. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we have to really make sure that we're creating, you know, new memories and creating new things to do, new events. And, and, we're we've creating new things for our kids. We, we still aren't, you know, we got to make sure we're putting the kids first. And a lot of times to keep our own sanity, we do got to put ourselves first.
3: Mm-hmm. You oh, know, because sure.
5: if if we don't take care of ourselves, we're certainly not going to be able to take care of our children. But you know, there's there's other you know three hundred days other than the the uh, three hundred and twenty days, and there's however many holidays. You know, there there's other times to take care of yourself during holidays. You need mm-hmm. to be putting the children first and taking care of the children.
3: Yeah, and and you also uh, touch on memories and actually. Mm-hmm. Holidays are a big time for memories, whether it's uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving, Halloween. It's so important to create memories that are positive for these kids, isn't it?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, a lot of times, just because you might have had some unhappy family times, the holidays, Mm -hmm. everybody usually tries to make you know, really good memories and stuff. But there are families out there still where, you know, people get really depressed because they've Mm -hmm. lost loved ones. Um, Yeah. They get drunk, they fight, they feel miserable. You know, a a lot of times, and and gosh, you know, you hate to even think about this, but the holidays are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of people who commit suicide or think about committing suicide during the holidays. And so Mm -hmm. we got to be really sensitive to other people's feelings. And if we knew that someone lost someone close to the holidays, you know, why not spend a little extra time with them or bring them something to cheer them up and, and listen. Listen to them talk. If they if they talk about being depressed, or you know, they just don't want to go anywhere, they don't want to do anything. Um, you really want to make sure that they're okay. Oh, yeah,
3: that is such a, a an important thing. You know, this week we've done two shows on the holidays, grief and loss, what people go through. During the holidays when they've lost someone, it's a, it is a very difficult time. And just what you said is so important to reach out to them because uh, suicide does happen during these right. times. It, it's a, a sad but true fact. Um, let's talk a little bit about how do you combat guilt during the holidays? You know, Because you've got these kids... Uh, they feel guilty about being with one parent or the other. Both parents probably feel guilty about everything. How do you combat? How do you deal with this guilt issue?
5: Well, and then there's those parents who don't feel guilty about anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But think, um, as a step parent, uh, I do have to tell you, you know, don't expect anything. From your stepkids, Uh, a thank you, a gift. (laughs) You know, a lot, if if you're a new step parent, that comes in time. It really does. You you know, even if they just, you know, kind of look your way, it's like, oh, wow, they looked my way. That's good. You know, Um, you don't want to, again, buy their love, you know. Um, And, but you just, you got to give it time. You really got to give it time. And, you know, you have to also put forth your expectations and not just, you know, not just grand holidays like Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff like that, but your birthday. You know, if your birthday, say, is, is this coming Friday and your mm-hmm. kids or stepkids don't know it, you need to put forth your expectations and say, hey, my birthday is this coming Friday and I would like for all of us to go out to dinner. Okay. So they know your birthday's coming. Now, whether or not they tell you happy birthday, give you a card or a gift, that's a whole other thing. But as a parent or step parent or their spouse, it really is your responsibility to at least get something for that step parent. Whether the kids agree or not, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's really important to recognize the step parent during the holidays.
3: Okay. And so what you're suggesting is that you make it uh, like a family gift, something from everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I love your idea about taking everyone out to dinner and making it a special occasion so that everyone knows this is an important day. Uh, That's great advice. We're going to hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, what happens when step parents become the go between between the divorce spouses. And that sounds like a tricky thing to navigate. We'll be right back.
4: Have you ever met someone who was shot in the chest in cold blood and lived to tell it? Now you have. Meet Hannah Lugerai-Murray, author, advocate, and survivor of domestic violence, and now the founder and president of Angel of Mercy Shelter of Hope. Her dreamlike life turned to horror as her raging husband stood across her and fired his gun. She was left for dead. By a miracle, she survived to tell her story. Her book is available on Amazon and her website. If you'd like to have a personally signed copy, please visit her website at livetotellit.com. Hannah is now in the process of raising money to build her own shelter in Chandler, Arizona. Her shelter will house abused women, their children, and unique to Arizona, their pets. For more information, please visit her website at angelofmercyshelter.org.
1: Second time around can be better. Second timers try harder. Looking to have a rewarding second marriage? Any marriage. Read Successful Second Marriages by Patricia Bubash. She interviews a variety of couples that have succeeded in their second attempt. Each story reflects that the second marriages can be tough going, yet be the best of the best. Learn from these couples who share their intimate stories, how they struggled with difficulty and have thrived. Stories such as, our kids drove us apart, we separated five times in four years, four months into our marriage, my 85-year-old father-in-law came to live with us. One year into our marriage, I was diagnosed legally blind. Death of my eldest child brought grief, depression into our new marriage. Successful Second Marriages is encouraging, hopeful, inspiring. Available on Amazon.com in book form and ebook. Read Pat's musings at www.successfulsecondmarriages.com.
5: Could your commute or daily exercise routine use a boost? When was the last time you really got the
0: giggles? This is Adele Park, author of Yikes! Another Quirky Audiobook, inviting you to tune in, turn on, and let loose a few good laughs. Yikes! Another Quirky Audiobook is about a marijuana enthusiast named Blue
5: McKenna who gets involved in a reality TV show as a way to cure an apocalyptic case of writer's block a conglomerate of kooky contestants invades the polygamous community of Naval Utah to compete in a reality show called Yikes. Things get sticky when Blue McKenna's Hemp Garden is ignited during an ill-fated seance. Find out what's going down in the desert in Yikes, another quirky audiobook. Visit www.yikesaudiobook.com to learn more. That's www.yikesaudiobook.com.
3: Welcome back with my guest, Michelle Spacanis, and we're talking about uh, step-parenting, holidays, blended families. Now, Michelle, sometimes, as you know, it always happens. One child is more loyal to one parent than the other during the divorce, especially some of these very nasty divorces. Where do you draw the line with this loyalty to try to even things up, to make things fair again?
5: Well, as you know, children can be master manipulators, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. if they see that they're getting to you by favoring one parent or the other, you know, a lot of times, if they open a gift at your house, they'll go, "Oh, is this all there is?" Well, oh, my dad yeah. would have got me more." you know, <laughs> sure, they'll make you feel like you're not caring enough, not riching enough, rich enough, or you know not liked well enough. Um, th- the best thing to do is just kind of take a deep breath and say, I really hope you enjoy your presence. We mm-hmm. chose everything that we thought you'd like, especially, especially what, you know, we were hoping that you would enjoy this year. And then just let it go mm-hmm. and excuse yourself, and mm-hmm. if you have to, go to the bathroom and cry. But just know <laughs> that, you know, you, you have to take the high road. You know, a lot of times okay. with yeah. the conflict between the two parents, a, ste- a step-parent may have to step in and say, hey, guys we're here for the kids. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this in front of the kids and you know, we can all sit down and discuss this at another time. Sure. You know, you just you can't get into the going back and forth and putting the children in the middle and the chil- allowing the children to make you feel guilty because you're not doing something mm-hmm. maybe the other parents doing. Everybody's different, every family's different and the children need to understand that.
3: Oh, absolutely. And you also write about a step-parent should resist being the go-between between the divorced spouses and the extended family. You do not need to be the peacekeeper, do you?
5: Not always. It helps at first, you uh-huh. know? Um, uh-huh. but there does come a time when we all have to grow up and it, you, know, you didn't bring a new person into your life to, to fight your battles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not okay. what they're there for. They're, they're there to love you, support you, love your children, support your children, and provide an extended family as well to support your children. So, you know, in the beginning, yeah, maybe they may feel like the person to say, hey, guys, you know, let's not do this here. Uh, but that's really not their job.
3: No, no. So don't absolutely. that
5: expectation on them.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, what about step parent if they want to spend alone time with their own children during the holidays i know this was an issue with us at that and i think it's important i think it's important to have that alone time do you agree
5: I think it's very important to have that alone time because, you know, a lot of times it doesn't matter how old the kids are, they're still mourning the divorce of their parents. Mm -hmm, They're mm -hmm. still feeling the loss of their rituals, the loss of their holidays together, the loss of their memories. So it's very important that, you know, you try and spend some alone time with them. And if you have stepchildren, try and spend some alone time with them. Oh, okay. You know, get to know them. Tell them about how, you know, how your childhood was growing up with your holidays and what kind of rituals you had and, you know, and, and ask them, what did you do? What was important to you? You know, it, it's not just spending time with your own child, one-on-one time with any child. You know, the best gift that you can give a child during the holidays is the gift of your time. Okay. Yeah. That. I love that. That's fantastic. And you
3: know, this divorce situation, I'm just sitting here thinking about it. I don't know a family that isn't dealing with this. Uh, Do you have any
5: idea what the statistics are? Well, I know 50% of marriages each year end in divorce. Mm -hmm. 65% remarry. 40 to 45% of those that remarry bring children into the marriage with them.
3: Okay. This is a big number.
5: (laughs) It's a huge number.
3: (laughs) And it's uh, something that I think every family uh, around deals with in one form or another. We had a uh, family reunion this summer with there were 48 of us cousins all together. And when you looked at the whole group, I I never took the time to count the divorces and remarriages. But I think it might have been a pretty big number. (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah. And this is sad, but true. Sad, but true. And our advice, I think, Michelle, you agree with me. Our advice for the holiday season is please try to act like a grown up.
5: Yes. And just take on the attitude of the more the merrier.
3: Oh, yeah, that's great advice. Great advice. It's been wonderful having you visit with us. It's been wonderful working with you this past year. You've been a fabulous co-host. And I look forward to having you back whenever anything exciting is happening in your life.
5: Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. To
3: my wonderful listeners, we hope you've enjoyed our show today with Michelle. I think she has given us some really great information, some inspiration, and quite frankly, some Terrific advice about holidays and blended families and step parenting. My upcoming guests will all amaze, amuse, and astonish you, just like Michelle. This is a show where you hear information that will help you to become successful too and help you to deal with a blended family. I would love to welcome you to our no whining world when you can sign on to my website, JanuaryJones.com. We love sharing our stories our struggles, and especially our secrets for success. Remember my mantra, if you think it, then you can do it. So now, dear friends, stop with the whining, start smiling, start sharing our show with everyone you know. And if that doesn't work, then you can start eating gingerbread cookies and drinking lots and lots of eggnog. Again, thank you to my wonderful guest, Michelle Spacanis. This is January Jones thanking you for joining me today on my journey and reminding you to take care and stay safe as we close with Christmas music by Sorantos.